Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Hi, you're joining another episode of Profits and Purpose brought to you by Colorado Business Roundtable. And currently, we're filming a series, recording a series about our incredible trip to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia with other members of the delegation from Colorado's business community who were able to join on this really once in a lifetime trip. And today, I'm really excited to introduce to our audience, Scott Yenzer. Scott and I worked together in oil and gas for many years and I really heard most about Saudi Arabia initially from Scott. So Scott, welcome to the podcast this morning. Glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to, to share. Yeah. So Scott, fill us in a little bit more about you, um, what you're doing currently, and then um, how you had this connection to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia way back when. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm with a company called JMJ Associates. And we're basically a world leader in behavioral-based safety and mega-giga project uh, consulting. Um, also on the board of um, Strategic Environmental and Engineering Resources, uh, just a technology, environmental technology company. Um, a bunch of cool stuff. So I, I, I joined JMJ because I was exposed to them when I was working in uh, Saudi Arabia. I ran the Middle East operations for Jacobs and lived in Saudi for 15 years. So I had the opportunity as a client of JMJ to learn their procedures and so forth. And we applied it to some of the projects that we were doing for Saudi Ramco and ended up um, one of the projects right before I left, we uh, gained two, 25 million man hours without a lost time injury, which is incredible. 16 different nationalities, everybody going to work and coming home without getting hurt. It was spectacular. So yeah, I've had a, had a great experience. Obviously, I didn't hate it. Lived there for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a long time ago. I think about uh, even visiting Saudi Arabia in 2021. You know, I had a lot of people um, really shocked. Like, why why are you going to Saudi Arabia? It's not really on, you know, everyone's bucket list as mm-hmm. a place to do business or maybe to travel. But I think from what we saw on our trip together, you know, particularly for me, because it was my first time there, some of those misconceptions were kind of put to rest. So tell me what, um, before we jump into the current trip, tell me more about what took you to Saudi Arabia back in the 70s and what that was like initially. Oh boy, the 70s. It wasn't the 70s. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> 1992. Um, I was just fresh out of college and uh, I, I just, from oh, the I don't know why I said the 70s. I didn't know why I had that in my head. Uh, I think that was from the lady we met with the Wall Street Journal who said she'd been covering Saudi Arabia since okay. the 70s. I'll, I'll take that as, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, basically as a, as a kid growing up, my dad had worked there a long time ago and, and just knew that working overseas, you made more money than you did uh, working in the States. So had the opportunity as, you know, first year out of college, uh, my company at the time is KBR, um, had a project over there. So I just, I went over for one year to pay off college in a car and and uh, stayed for 15. Um, loved, got to learn a lot. You know, my boss used to say, if you could steam a window, they'll give the work to you. So I got a lot of opportunities, learned a whole lot, um, really enjoyed the culture, just friendly people, um, very welcoming, um, and, and the region. I grew up in the desert and I love the desert. So that's what took me there and why I stayed. 
And you even raised some kids there while you were there, right? I, I did, yeah. My, my oldest boy went to school from first grade through ninth grade. Uh, my two youngest were born there. It, it was a great experience all around. Um, we, got, we got to travel a lot. I mean, part of being in the Middle East is you, you get a lot of vacation. So we got to travel around the world. It was, it was lovely. So when this opportunity came up for Colorado Business Roundtable, I remember talking to you about it. Um, how we met Ambassador Rima, some of the different threads of, of how this invitation came about in, mm-hmm. to visit the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you were one person that I was really excited that was able to join because you had that experience already with the country. Mm-hmm. So tell me what your initial thoughts were when um, we talked and you were going to join the delegation. Like, I know that, um, you know, mind spinning, you had a lot of great advice for us. You know, what were your initial thoughts? I was really excited because the, you know, I lived there from 92 to 2008 and the last time I had visited was 2016 and the changes that I had been reading about and my friends from Saudi have been telling me about are just spectacular. Um, though, though the business environment, I was always very pro Saudi working in that business environment. It was kind of funny. They, at the time, some people were, you know, poo-pooing uh, Saudi and, oh, it's hard to do business and so forth. Well, I think it was Forbes or something ranked them. This is in the early 2000s, ranked ranked around 16th, I think, and it was above Canada. So, sorry, Canadian friends, but it was technically wow. as viewed by the media, that it was easier to do business in Saudi than it was there. Uh, you know, people talked about corruption, and okay, yeah, there's corruption everywhere. Um, I don't know why they, you know, it, we were able to do business there, you know, for 15 years with ever out ever you know, committing to that, even though some company was like, oh, it's just the way you do business, it's the way it is over there. And I, re- I wholesale rejected that from day one. And we were re- really successful. So you don't have to be that way. Now, a lot of the corruption has been cut out, even the, the, the stuff that was there. And people will remember it was in the news about what happened when the Crown Prince took over and, and a lot has been cleaned up. And the business environment has just changed spectacularly as well. And with the mega and giga projects, I imagine there's the same uh, safeguards around, you know, procurement and so forth that they've had for a long time. Um, but but on regular small businesses and and uh, uh, institutions and, and apps that they have set up to to run a business, to start a business, it, it has just grown spectacularly. Let's jump ahead now to the trip that we just recently took with other CEOs and executives from Colorado. And it was a really unique trip. I suspect we were the only delegation of its kind from the United States, perhaps at this particular conference that we went to mm-hmm. FII. But but um, give some sense of, you know, kind of the highlights of the trip from your perspective, one just generally, and then, and then after that, I'll delve into maybe specific business opportunities that you All saw. Right. I definitely believe we were the only... Uh only delegation at, uh, at being hosted by the Royal Court. So that was pretty special. Didn't see any other uh, Royal Court uh, buses and Mercedes driving around with other people. So it was, it was really nice. It was great to, um, to, to meet the, the leaders there. I mean, some of them, like Colin Fala, I've known already, the Minister of, of Investment and, and some of the others that we, we have you know, crossed paths. But but sitting across the table from them in confidential meetings was spectacular. You know, just really, I, I guess my big takeaway was how they all spoke with one voice on the the mission of the 2030, where, where they're all aligned and they have KPIs that are driven by the 
Crown Prince. And then, of course, the opportunity to meet the Crown Prince and his energy level and commitment to to change. It speaks through his ministers with that um, coherence and it also speaks through his policies. I mean, he technically, I guess you could say, freed 15 million women. I mean, he's they have the freedom and liberty to to operate and go anywhere they want and anywhere in the world they want. It's it's unbelievable change. Well, especially coming from you as someone who's seen before, and I would say right now is probably during and after, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the next handful of years brings, you know, in some of the furthering of Vision 2030, what the kingdom mm-hmm. is trying to do in terms of social empowerment and economic diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, when when do you go back uh, to see kind of, you know, the next steps? I know that you're excited to now do more business in Saudi Arabia, kind of re-energize your commitment to the region as well. Exactly. Um, right now, the target is um, first week of December. So we'll head back then and then probably in January as well. So we're having ongoing um, discussions with, um, with Aramco. Um, and then we've got a few other uh, touch points that uh, Aaron Crow is a, a former relationship that I have, but we've got other business opportunities that, that came across through this trip with FII and some of the people I met with FII. So just following up with with all of those contacts is it's a lot more productive when you're actually there face to face. The Saudis, if you want to, like uh, I, I hate to stereotype people, but they're they're very hospitable and very relationship based. Um, so, so being there in person means a lot. Well, that describes me too, Scott. So exactly. <laughs> we're all very similar. Yeah. If I can build a relationship, it makes all the difference in the world. So 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the most surprising thing about the trip? Was there anything that just um, really stood out in a surprising way? Um, y- yes. Cause I, I, most of my time I spent in the Eastern province and it's, it's really flat. Their, their beauty is underground with oil and gas. Yeah, and I made some trips to Abha in the, the, the Southwest and then Jeddah and, and uh, Yambu. We had a project in Yambu, Yambu. I had never been in Alula and up in that area. So it was really spectacular, the beauty and just the, of, of the, the rocks and the sand and the, the date palms in between the, the rocks was, something I had not seen before um, in person or really there was not much documentation of that. That was surprising that the discussions, I I mean, maybe with uh, the foreign minister, uh, His Excellency Adel Al-Jubair was a wonderful conversation, just kind of covered a wide range of politics, of culture, what they plan to do as far as um, the the mega giga projects, the introduction to to Jerry uh, out there, Dria, I guess those were a couple of the highlights and surprising things because because I've always been a big fan of uh, His Excellency, but you see him on TV, but when you talk to him, you really get his personality and it was, it was fun. Well, and you brought up Jerry. I think that's a funny story to maybe let people know about in the middle of, you know, a pretty high level meeting, um, you know, we get Jerry on the phone who's from New Jersey, right? Like tell, mm-hmm. tell, share more about that story. I just think that's such a nugget. It, it was, it was fun. It's with, within a, a two hour meeting with His Excellency and we're at the foreign minister's office and in the main meeting room with all the speakers in front of you, it's where they have you know the, the state meetings. And so um, in that he, he, he was excited that we went to Lula and he asked if we'd been to Delia and I had been there you know, maybe 20 years ago with the, uh, the kids and but it was before they made it a world heritage site 
uh, he's like, oh, you have to go see it. And somebody brought him his phone. He called him on his mobile and had him on speaker. And he's like, hey, Jerry. And he said, hello, everybody. And he's like, say hello, everybody, which we did. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just it was just funny and, you know, just really got to to know the personality and and it really shows, you know, how how warm and, and welcoming and easy to work with, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Saudi group is. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was an amazing um, time. And then the next day we're meeting with Jerry and getting yeah. our own kind of briefing of that incredible project that's really going to be, um, you know, I think probably the shining star of Riyadh. In the future, is that how they're describing it? Yeah, yeah, it's one. They've got another um, Grea, I think, is how you pronounce it. Is another like a sports city um, to train Olympians and so forth. So that's that's moving as well. But this one is is kind of designed an architecture around their their the heritage of of their architecture. So it's um, and it's centered around their their capital where the House of Saud started, really, which is the World Heritage Site. It's, it's it's a great concept. I, I love it. Um, it's it's going to be a, an amazing project. And in that again, in that in that conversation, here's a guy that gets calls at two in the morning from the Crown Prince talking about the project, and you know, nobody made any mistake about you know the guy's working eighty hours a week, and you know he's a hardworking, passionate guy for the betterment of his people. And it's all it's Saudi first for him, and I I think it's fantastic. So tell me if if somebody's interested, like you are, with some of the business interests you have, mm-hmm. if other folks are interested in investing or um, you know having partnerships or some collaboration in Saudi Arabia, I don't know that it's necessarily top of mind for Colorado businesses, mm-hmm. but but why should it be? And what would your advice be to other people looking for business interests there? Um, I'd say probably a couple of the things that I know a bit about is, is technology environment, right? So um, the, the Saudi's looking for technology. They, they they want the best of the best, and and here in in Colorado, we've we've attracted like the best in in technology and environment. Um, we produce the cleanest molecule of oil and gas in the world right here. So there's a lot of learnings from an oil and gas standpoint that they'll be interested in. I think there's a, a, a nice tie between our oil and gas, the, the advances that we have made um, with Saudi Aramco. There's advances in Neom where we've got technology and AI, um, like Danny's company, DeNovo, for instance, like JMJ, where we're working on behavioral-based uh, technologies in the AI space. I, I think they're they're interested in all of that. And, and Colorado really is a, a center of excellence for those technologies. How do they do that? I, I think really the best place is Colorado Business Roundtable, right? Funnel it through you, Debbie, and and then we will all help to to point them in the right direction. Because we met so many ministries. If it's the, the the private investment fund, if it's the the investment, if you want to invest, you go through the PIF to to His uh, Excellency Khalifala. There's many um, uh, many avenues, and we can point them in the right direction. Um, like uh, the, I mean, good. You made a good friendship with the uh, the Minister of Commerce, so. There's so many ways, and I would, I would say just go straight to to Colorado Business Roundtable, and they we will help you. Well, thanks for that plug, Scott. I, I, actually, we'll probably have a few routes on our website. Um, we're having uh, a debrief with, uh, I think you, as you know, Del Roosevelt, who's mm-hmm. the president of the U.S. Saudi Business Council. We'll hopefully have someone on from the embassy coming up 
on a debrief call with our other kind of broader based business partners. So mm. we'll, we'll help people funnel the right way. And, it, yeah. and like you said, it might depend on the opportunity they're looking for to know how uh, to get Absolutely. Through. And Colorado, I say, because, because I know you've got those relationships with Dell now and the, the, the U.S. Saudi Business Council, like the, the, I think I was at the first meeting at the founding of that back in, in Saudi Arabia. So I've um, been involved with that group for a long time and Dell's a great, uh, great leader for that organization. So that, that they're super helpful. Again, if you're in Colorado, I'd say through Debbie, Debbie will point you, especially in those, <laughs> those places. Sorry, Debbie. Debbie and Debbie's assistant, of course. There are many assistants. Of course. No, it's all good. It's all good. Well, Scott, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, what else? Is there any anything else you want to share a closing comment about what people might find if they visit or do business in Saudi Arabia? I think they're they're going to find a lot of really smart people. That what were the stats? Seventy percent of their population is under thirty. A lot of really, and, and they're highly motivated in the, uh, the tech and programming space. So. A lot of young, ambitious people that are revolutionizing the area, and, and there's a lot of passion, a lot of passion for that. So, so the, the the Saudis, a lot of the Saudis, they kind of lived the way they did because it was the law. But as as they could, you know, my friends, they send send their their daughters to school in the states, and 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 they're very open like that. There are conservative families that are not so open. And they can live like that. They have that liberty. But if an individual doesn't want to live that way, she has liberty to go do what she wants. That story that Princess Rima told us about the two Olympians, um, spectacular story. So I, I would say that they're um, they're going to find families living and behaving the way that, that they always have. But now they've got the freedom and liberty to, to do that publicly. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think that's the best business wise. Um, it's fantastic. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of investment there. It's it's going to blow Dubai out of the water. Sorry, Emirati <laughs> friends, but uh, it, Dubai it really should get is. worried, don't you think? Yeah, there's so many sites. There's, I mean, they've got historic uh, Jewish sites. They've got Christian sites. Mount Sinai's there. Eve was buried there. Caves that uh, Joseph hid in are there. It's all in Saudi. That whole region is so rich in culture, and and like His Excellency said, it goes. They're going to share. All, all the Jewish stuff, all the Christian stuff. So, and for me, being a racer, they've got the Dakar Rally there. It's awesome. So go go to the Dakar Rally and then uh, F1. So we're, I'm really excited at their trajectory. It's amazing. So thanks so much, Scott. It's hard to. And I think I, I think my challenge to you was like, what one closing comment? And you're like, oh my god, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's so many. It's hard to put our. It's hard to even wrap our heads around what we saw, let alone where your mind must have been. Again. Uh, you know, having lived and worked there for so many years before this, before this trip as well. It, it, it is, it is. So I'm, I'm being, re I'm restraining myself as much as possible. So. <laughs> I know you are, but um, I love the enthusiasm because I certainly felt it too. And everybody on the trip did. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to take this podcast for us with Color to Business Roundtable today. Absolutely. And I appreciate, especially your expertise on the trip. You were an invaluable member of, um, to come with us with your perspective on Saudi Arabia and also your knowledge of Colorado's business. business. Yeah, perfect. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And then shout out to Dell and our, our good buddy, Donald Hepburn, for, uh, for setting the trajectory for all this. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Awesome. So thanks, Scott. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This has been an episode of Profits and Purpose with Colorado Business Roundtable. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. 
Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose. 